de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, bienvenidos. Welcome to The Colores Radio. This is episode 22. I hope everyone is doing fabulous. We appreciate you all listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me is my pal, Rafael Tamayo. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Stop, why are you like that? What do you, what do you mean? You seem a little bit afraid. I'm not afraid. You okay? I'm fine, yeah. You're not in the sunken place? No. Okay, well, good to know. So how are you doing? What's going on? Nothing, just hanging out. Stop it right now. <laughs> so I'm terrified of our beloved. producer, our beloved Pat the Gat. What did she do? <clears throat> Because I'm also terrified, but I'm her yes, younger sister. So I've that's never like a been so thing. terrified of Pat as I am right now. So we we had a group here at the cultural center that was being loud and causing a lot of ruckus. And so we decided that we needed the environment to be a little quieter. And what happened? So Pat walked out. And then? And she was like, hey. And I'm, I'm doing it very nicely. You are. Hey, we're recording, so we need you to be quiet right now. <laughs> She's scared of everybody. Now yeah. everybody in the community is going to be afraid of us. Yeah. Uh, no, but I think it actually worked. So thank you, Pat. Even it though is. we're all a little bit startled right now. Yeah. Um, so. so how are you actually doing? <laughs> What's going on? I'm good. I can't believe we're at 22. I expect 22, you to say that in like 22. In like your Rick Ross voice. Ooh, like, I don't ever use that voice. No? <laughs> That's all I got. No, those, that one song where he's like 222 or whatever. You know what nope, I'm talking about? I, I already know what I'm talking about. I don't know. That was Rick like Ross. His first. Yeah. Rick, Ricky Rose. Um, yeah. So our episode with CYC podcast came out. That was a lot of fun. I hope that all of you went and listened. You learned more than I planned on sharing, but that's. I, I, yeah, yours is better. I have like three sound sound effect machines, and this is another air horn. Yes, that's a good one. I like that one better. Wow, this has already steered left quickly. Uh, we were recently on an episode with uh, the awesome Cabronas y Chingonas podcast. I said it correctly, I know. You, you did. I'm happy. And that was a lot of fun, so check that out if you haven't. We were also at uh, the Luna Luna EP release party this past weekend. Yo. That was really cool. It was really excited to see <clears throat> the cultural center with... A whole new range of yeah of people and like positive with, with this ah oh man I, I can't go I can't explain how like positive and dope and like live that energy was yeah and it was really cool you can you can tell like you know even though they they might be young and, and in terms of experience and things like that they they're definitely passionate about what they do and it, it you can hear it through yeah you can feel it yeah it's awesome and then they did a como te voy a olvidar cover I was shookish. Yeah. I was like, no, you did not right now. I'm fit to cry in the club right now. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. And then we actually just got back from visiting Molina High School. Hey. Go Cougars, baby. Cheetahs. Oh, cheetahs. No. I think they're cheetahs. Don't do that to Molina. I'm so sorry. I was going to say Panther, but that's for other reasons. I think they're, I think they're some kind of cat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're like a cheetah. What? Anyways, we had fun joining them. Thank you, Miss Quintero, for having jaguars. us. Jaguars. Wow. Why didn't I know that? I'm a jaguar. 
That's my. Anyways. I mean, like my spirit animal. That's a problematic through. phrase right there, actually. <laughs> so, anyways, thank you, Melina High School, for having us out. We hope you enjoyed maybe meeting us, and hopefully you're listening now. We hope we got at least one listener. We They're told high them, school students, and so they were, yo, like, too cool to function, and it was 9 a.m. So, like, we were like, I think they liked us, but we're not sure. No, seriously, like, when they, nobody was asking questions, and one finally raised his hand, mm-hmm. and I was, like, 100% sure that he was going to say, hey, can you please shut that yeah, up? Like, yeah, like, leave already. And I was yeah. like, hey. But then they started asking some <clears throat> questions, and then I was like, hey, are you guys on Twitter.com? And they all looked at me like, no. <laughs> And I was like, y'all are liars. We're on group me. We're on group me. You know. uh, anyways, so then we also have our Viva La Mujer art show coming up on March 9th. So we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But there's so much cool stuff happening always. And lots of juice to jump into. So before we do that, Rafa, can you yeah. help me with something? Yeah, what's up? I'm actually a little bit rusty. Okay. Had a rough, rough few weeks. Did you? I think I need some help. All right. I want to give our listeners an insight into our personal energy. How? Into how we're feeling right now. Okay. Into the reality of our existence. <laughs> That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. <clears throat> Memes. It's time for me mood. Yippee. Go for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so there's several. I feel like there's been some really good memes there have. this week. Uh, and uh, But I'm going to go with the little girl in her, like, red coat and red mm-hmm. beanie. Yes. Who will just go straight gangster on this pigeon. <laughs> oh, that's getting, oh, I was about to say, doesn't your nephew like pigeons? But he likes seagulls. No, no, no. Go, it's go pigeons? Likes pigeons. It's yeah. pigeons. So yeah. this is a heartbreaking video. Yeah, it is. I'm, I hope that he hasn't seen it. Yeah, don't watch it'd it. It'd be rough. Don't watch it. She ain't playing. So and what so happens? Like, the, it looks like the mom is holding out food, and the little girl is, like, getting some of it, I guess, either to feed the pigeons, but so it seems before the pigeon flies up to the mom, gets some of the food, and then, like, the little girl just, like, snatches the pigeon's neck and pulls whatever said, food Boy, if you don't in the beak and, like... Snatches Yeah, it and lets her go and then proceeds to, proceeds to eat. That's yeah. my snack. Don't fuck with yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. I understand. That's a good thing. So I'd be mood. feeling like that sometimes. You just want to snatch your snack. Yeah. Uh, what? Hey-yo. <laughs> um, that's a good one. Mine is pretty simple. I am feeling kind of chill. I think my me mood for the week is... Sir Kendrick in a palm tree eating an elote, just casually, just thriving at the beginning of a of a rap song, eating his corn unbothered with a fucking red coat on in the summer. I mean, in the heat. That's a good one. Um, that is that's my me mood. I'm chilling. I've got my corn and I'm living my life. I like that one. Thank you. Uh, now that we have our meme moods, we can officially cruise on to or into our next segment. That is the juice. El jugo. All right. To start the juice, we always start a little bit rougher so we can end on a happy note because life is hard. It is. So, uh, shortly after we recorded last, I think, maybe maybe it was a few days after the unfortunate shooting occurred. Mm. Um, so, I don't want to get into details about that, because I'm sure you know about it already. Um, 
This is the worst part is that this is not the first shooting we've discussed on the colores. Right. I feel like we've discussed a couple already. Yeah. Within a year. Yeah. Um and so I don't want to over bombard us with like sad information we've heard repeatedly, but I do want to give a shout out to Emma Gonzalez, who I believe is a daughter of Cuban immigrants, if I'm I'm correct, um, for really just giving a powerful speech and really now becoming the face of a powerful movement for the youth, which I feel like a lot of generations haven't seen in a while or haven't visibly seen to where they are they have to acknowledge the power is in the youth um, for the future. So shout out to Emma for being a badass, essentially, and just telling it like it is. All right, so this was actually pretty good news. I'll take it. I'll take it any day. Apparently the... It's sad that that's where we're at. It is. Like, that's how little progress I'll take because I'd rather um, not see the monster's wishes come to life yeah um but the supreme court basically was like trump and whatever you have to say about that guy like bye we're not listening to this right now yeah so so the supreme court denied the daca hearing that trump was trying to make happen right away right which is cool i'll take it i'm okay with that it's just a lot all the time and then they just keep turning everything he says over which is cool but I'm like, damn, we still see how much y'all hate us, and we yeah. still have to fight because that doesn't guarantee everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's like an inkling of hope that exists when, when an action like that takes place. Right. And so, obviously, 45 thinks, you know, that <clears throat> there's no checks and balances or something that he can just do whatever he wants. And so the idea was to skip the Ninth Circuit. And so, you know, Supreme Court was like, no. Yeah. Like, why? Not happening. Yeah, so... So, shout out to the Supreme Court, I guess. Um, In local news, the freaking Dallas Mavericks. This news story was rather unfortunate and frustrating and embarrassing and not surprising. Um, Basically, they were called out for sexual harassment and terrible work environment, especially for women. And Mark Cuban was like, I didn't know that was happening. And it's like, really? Really? Are you just so immune to it and probably a part of it? Um, So it's really just annoying and frustrating, but I'm glad they freaking got called out because if you're not called out even years and years later, then that same hostile work environment is going to continue. So there were up to like 12 women, I believe, that testified against the former CEO and president. And he's no longer with the team. I think he left a few years ago, but it's still frustrating in general that it occurred. They recently named a new interim CEO, and it's just so annoying. I'm just... Yeah, she she came from AT&T, and then she... It was funny, at the press conference, you know, Mark Cuban was being real quiet, and I think understandably so, but she made some, some pretty powerful statements about how things are going to change and you know making sure that she positions the organization as one that uh leads the way in inclusion and diversity so we'll see right and that is cynthia marshall um a a black woman so it's just like really y'all go from like 
the pits and then now you're like oh we've got it under control now and we're gonna lead the way so it's just like it's irritating and it's not surprising and it it makes me <sighs> i don't know like i love my mavs but damn and like for mark cuban to act like he didn't know when he probably helped create that dynamic yeah. um is is just irritating and it's probably not the only team that's that has stuff like this there's a reason there's not a lot of women in the sports world and if they are they have to be pretty and they're on the sidelines so um yeah i think we have a lot of freaking work to do and we've jumped into this topic several times and again it's how the system works against women against women of color against everything and uplifting men and letting them be pieces of shit so do better that's pretty much all I have to say. It makes me not want to go to the Mavs game for the rest of the year because I don't want to support that. But I'm glad that they immediately did something about it. And I'm glad Mark Cuban did stay quiet because I didn't want to hear a peep from him right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have any more thoughts on that. No. I mean, it, <laughs> no, you, you covered it. It's pretty, uh, pretty simple stuff. Yeah, very simple. So simple. <laughs> just, no, it's just whacked. Just, I mean, you know, you... I still cling to the one championship we got. Right. I'll like, never forget. That was everything. I never felt joy like that before. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was exciting. And so, yeah, being a Mavs fan, it, and you know, it sucks to hear that kind of information and know that that's going on. It's one thing to really like, <clears throat> not to be surprised by it, but to really, you know, when you hear that information and when you hear like what is being presented to the public like you just know that there's worse happening mm -hmm. and so oh, it's like well this is what y'all are telling us so i can only imagine what happens behind closed doors right but the fact that y'all had this entire entity that is considered such a terrible environment and women were literally like oh no be careful with that guy like it's trash fix yourself yeah. i mean i am happy i i will say that i am happy that it seems like there is a very sharp turn in, in terms of where they're going so like if, if anything out of all of this um, it's nice to see that because obviously you don't want to keep up with the same kind of culture that you've built but um, yeah it's just shitty news shitty news um, sorry I don't know why they did that in the fake news voice uh, <laughs> I the next topic I'm covering is something that a friend and a friend tweeted at us or at me and said hey any thoughts on this situation and i was like i think i do have the thoughts um thoughts? i don't have thoughts but i do have thoughts hey. oh <laughs> get it yeah okay wow um <laughs> the monique netflix situation <laughs> um i'm so sorry to disappoint everybody in the room right now uh I kind of was going to let this situation just play itself out, and I thought the read was covering it really well, so I was just going to let them go with it. Um, but I think there is something to be said as far as why they're not taking her seriously, and that is the obvious, which is that she is not only a black woman, but she is a big black woman, and I think that is different than if it's like your pretty, clean, nice and quiet person that, that protests. Um, I think the problem is that she's asking us to protest an actual addiction that we have, which is Netflix, and we are not dropping that whole thing off, mm. and that 
that's really hard for for us to do. I think she has reason to protest and be mad at them, absolutely, because they are lowballing her, and they will pay these men tons more, even if their stand-up is old and tired. And yes, I said it because y'all saying the same bullshit in 2018, and that's because those are my favorite comedians too. But if y'all aren't gonna give her anything fresh, and she's been in the yeah. game a long time, and she has a motherfucking Oscar, then you gotta look at yourself and let her do her damn protest. Support her. Don't fucking do your Netflix if you don't want to, but at least support her and what she's doing. Because clearly she has a point. She is being lowballed, and she has every reason to be upset. Preach. Thank you. Wow, look at all my fans. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's pretty much my thought on the Monique Netflix but situation. You said that there's the, this addiction. I'm I'm not addicted to Netflix. I can stop whenever I want. While he's watching it low-key on his phone right now. Uh, that's just because I need to catch up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I need to rewatch it for th- You're like, Stranger Things again? <laughs> uh, anyways, so those are simple thoughts on Monique Netflix situation. Hopefully... Ernest, I made you proud, or at least gave you more of my feedback that you were looking for. Uh, This was a silly story. I don't know if this is throughout the nation or if it's at this specific movie theater, but they were like, no more large bags at the movie theaters. Cinemark said that, and I felt personally attacked because when I was a kid, I dead ass, I dead ass, and she does not claim to remember this now. I remember my mom bringing pieces of a coconut to the movie theaters. (laughs) A coconut. I'm so serious. Like, it was the first time I had coconut. So I remember vividly, we were at the Dollar Movies in Irving, shout out, and we would always bring goodies. You know, you would put, like, stuff in your pockets, your bags, you put everything in there because it's cheaper. And I remember eating a coconut on the left side of the theater as a child. And so I felt personally attacked when they were like, no large bags. Some of us are broke. We can't afford $10 popcorn, and we can't afford $16 snacks. So what we're going to do is bring our coconuts in our large bags, okay? Ooh, they mad. Like, it ain't our (laughs) fault. Like, be mad at Netflix. Stop! We're going to all protest Netflix? No. You can at least take your large bags to Netflix, so, while you're living it, whatever. Anyways, this was a silly story out of Buffalo, New York, and I hope that Cinemark does not do that throughout the nation because then I really won't leave my house to go to the movies. Yeah, we did take a bottle of water yesterday, but they're probably going to find me now. Jesus. We still bought Mm -hmm. snacks. I still bought $10 popcorn. I I take a bottle of wine to the theater. Damn, Big Baller brand. No, I'm not Big Baller brand. That's why I take a bottle of wine. (laughs) Where do you put it? Your pocket? In in my jeans. So, like, if you leave your zipper down, slide it in. This is ding, ding, dong, dong, ding. You walk funny. Like you got a lamp. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Well, I'm so glad I can try that next time. That was not a ding. I I refuse to ding myself. You just, whatever. Nope. Anyway, so I hope (laughs) Cinemark does not continue doing that throughout the nation. Good luck to Buffalo, New York people who are just trying to live their life with big, large bags and snacks. Cinemark as busters. Also, I have so many experiences with large bags in movie theaters. Like, I remember a time our sister's friend literally had soda cans, fucking granola bars, all of it, all of the snacks. And she was like, open the thing during the commercials. I sneak my nephew in a large bag. Shut up. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. That I don't does, go to that, Cinemark. That saves you $10, though. The, yeah, it does. Uh, anyways, in more movie television-esque news, Atlanta's premiering. What's that? Or it premiered already, and I tried to get Rafa to watch it for like a whole year, and he finally I've, did it. I've been watching it. I'm a day one Atlanta. What you talking don't about? Don't trust him. I don't lie. So I am a day one. He just watched at, it two weeks no, ago. No, I've rewatched it for like the sixth the time. The same way he watched like Insecure the day before it premiered. <laughs> And then he was like, I love this show. No. He was like no. Michael Jackson. Fake, I love this fake song. Fake news. Fake news. Anyways, I'm really excited about it, and I hope that we we get somewhere good with this season. Yeah. I can welcome our, our fellow uh, speakers today, our friends. Introduce yourselves. They might already know one of you. Hi. Oh, my God. I'm Ari. You know Ari. She's been on the show a couple times. And then from CYC and just a general friend. Hey, y'all. I'm Joe Neal Berry, a.k.a. the Tex for Ken. Hey. It's Joe. Tex for Ken America. Tex for Ken. Tex for Ken America. Can you explain that? Oh, my God. This is... Really? <laughs> right now? Oh, my God. Anyway, so we're, I'm welcoming, welcoming them now because we're about to get to the topic that we've all been waiting to discuss. <laughs> Um, any thoughts on Atlanta? Looking forward to it. I'm excited. I really love that. What's it, what's the girlfriend's name? Well, that's, that's her name. Yeah, I only show. know that name. She goes to bed with a scarf on. I like that. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was cool. That's there real. was some cool representation yeah. for yeah. sure. Uh, I I don't know about Ralph over there, but I am a day one. Yes, of same. <laughs> anything, anything that Donald Glover does, like I'm on top of it. That man is. I say he's a genius. The man is basically I think he is to a degree. I would agree. I like his music too. Now, in the beginning, it was problematic. You know, his whole fetish with Asian women and yes. stuff like that was kind of weird. But uh-huh. now he's he's, he's got bars though. Yeah, he got mad he bars. Does. He's now he's, he's totally great. And he's got vocals now too. Yeah, that that came a long way. Yeah, awaken my lovers. And he has a beard. <laughs> okay, so Lando, oh. I hope that Atlanta was great. All right, side note, back to that. Uh, <laughs> movie theater thing I think this happened during the Black Panther premiere so shut up it happened after so I honestly think it's because all those black people come Stop. in you ain't never that's lied like, that's really true like, I'm not scared of that sin of dark just like all those tweets <laughs> god damn it man. are you uh, <laughs> but yeah I honestly think it's because like hey these black people are in these that movie is theaters. so shitty that's I didn't think of that I didn't either I, it's, it's funny and racist at the same time but still Damn. Well, damn. Now I'm even more. Of course, we're in the theater. Yeah. We're in the theater. theater. But that's also can still be racist. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that like adds insult injury. Yes. In positive news, before we jump into the final topic of the juice, there is going to be the thing we've all wanted as Latinos in America: true representation, true narratives, true life. A motherfucking hot Cheeto biopic, bitch. Oh, it's shit. what we always wanted. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know I wanted it until hope, right now. I just hope it's like an action Michael Bay type of. <laughs> Explosions Whoa. everywhere. I hope they do some really good branding and like give us hot Cheetos and shit. I'll be all up in there. Oh, yeah. Alamo Draft House has like hot Cheeto food. Yeah. and cheese. Oh, yes, I'm ready for my bowel movements to suffer. Oh, hot Cheeto yeah. like nachos or something. Hot Cheetos and cheese are literally the most amazing thing. Like they are the most beautiful comfort food ever. Like hot. 
So basically, I have heard of that. Bruh, let me let me stock up on some Prilosec. So basically, they will be covering the life of Richard Montañez, who is the creator of the Hochetos. He was God. apparently a janitor, and it's like a rags to riches story. So I'm here for it. Um, I'm excited Man, to he's see. He's just cleaning up. Oh, God. No. Yes. Sorry, no. Richard. I'm so sorry, Richard Montañez. But honestly, this sounds like an amazing story. Like, I always it heard really this, does, but yeah. now that it's really happening, I'm like, oh, shit. This is going to be amazing. There was, like, a bidding war, right? No, there was Yes, there was a bidding war for the script or something what? like that. What? Yeah, when yeah. is this supposed to come out? Or has it just been announced? <clears throat> I don't know. I have. I don't have that many answers. So far, we just know it's been announced. Yeah, penned by Louis Kolick. In Kolick, whatever. Sounds like Colico. Well, in what was said to be a competitive bidding war. D- y'all really know how to cash out on us. Y'all are so yeah. rude. Y'all don't want to support us in any of our dreams or narratives. But y'all know we love hot Cheetos, so y'all bidding. For real. Same I feel sad. White people. People of color. They do it all the time. Oh, Jesus Christ. Who do you think is going to play him? I hope it's me. Who? I was just kidding. I said me, but that's obviously oh, well, not. I mean, I can see. I can see. No, I can see George Clooney. Don't put me in the Ew! Like, <laughs> Ew! They'll probably get like George Lopez. No, 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 no. Please, Please don't. they'll probably get like George Please Lopez. Don't. Look at him. He has a square head like George. <laughs> You it's know, and y'all know they only use three Latino actors as is over and over again. Or we'll get Michael Peña. They ain't used John Leguizamo in a minute. Because he's I like a little bit him. lighter and he's doing all his Broadway stuff. Oh, yeah. I can see Johnny Depp or... Ew, uh, stop. Oh, boy, from, uh, what's his name from... Uh, he has a band. The one that played... Oh, Jerry Leto. Oh, yeah. He playing, he, Jerry Leto's playing he's like... This is the worst joke that we've ever discussed. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, Jerry Leto is playing a Yakuza Asian in some Netflix is movie. He Really? Yes. And these fools are like, Bye. we're diverse and progressive. We voted for Hillary, but they still take roles that were made for people of color. What is wrong with y'all? Uh, we're not going to get on that topic right now. Whew. Anyways, hopefully, hopefully we will get an actual good film. It's still kind of funny to me because it's not Cheetos and I just still want to laugh. But I'm really excited Ooh, about this that's film. That's life. <laughs> <laughs> he's got Cheetos in his lap. What's I'm good? I'm looking at this picture of this and man. He's like bumping his iPhone. He's got three hot Cheeto bags and a Pepsi. <laughs> Bruh. And read the tweet. Pinstripe. pinstripe on Pinstripe. And the tweet literally says, thanks Katy Perry yeah. for showing your interest in hot Cheetos. <laughs> good lord. Yeah, Anyways. Why, why Pepsi though? Never mind. It's probably for the, branding the purposes. Code, the best soda ever. Really? So. Kendall Jenner? Okay. Ew. I'm just saying, peace is possible. Can you oh, get with it? Con un pexi. <laughs> Gracias. <laughs> now we can move up to move on to our final juice topic, which is the thing we've probably been, we've been, look, I've been looking forward to. I've kind Same. of tried to keep my thoughts under wraps uh, because I had a lot of them, but we invited our dear friends to come chat with us because this movie is everything and more so much and more <sighs> so we'll try to limit it so i will now intro just don't upset pat please <laughs> oh please don't hurt us pat i'll just pat uh ooh, <laughs> we're officially right. going to discuss black panther the film the the everything if you don't want spoilers i i think they should fast forward yeah because typically we try not to give spoilers but this is like a lot yep. and i don't want to ruin your life well, so if you haven't seen it by now like i don't you're missing out seriously it's, it's a phenomenon like hit me up i got the bootleg nope, <laughs> don't do that don't do, don't that. do, that. do, do the not bootleg go support the movie um but maybe jump like 10 minutes ahead? No. 
Eight. Eight. Seven. Okay, we'll see. Just jump ahead, and we'll see you soon. Now we can discuss Black Panther. Who wants to go first? Ari? I'll, I'll go first. Go. go first. Like, give, us some, give us what you got. Because I'll talk about, like, how as amazing Black Panther is. It's There's always this thing with black people when, like, a movie with mostly black people or all black cast. Like, we always have this pressure to be, like, we have to support this movie regardless mm-hmm. because we don't have as many movies. Right. And leading up to it, you know, I kind of got, like, I burnt out on it because, you know, the whole hype around it. Like, I, I don't like hype. Really? I really don't like hype. You're not a hype beast? I'm not a hype beast at all. <laughs> That's good to know. Like, you know what I mean? I will, I will wait. Like, know, I, I'm like, much as much as I am, because it's a Marvel movie, I'm going to see it. But, mm-hmm. like, the whole hype around it kind of, like, burned me off a little bit. Because Damn, I didn't, I didn't feel that a way. A lot of people, a lot of black people have said that. Interesting. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense, though. I can see it. Yeah, because, yeah, like, what is it? I remember my cousin telling me about when Boomerang first came out mm-hmm. uh, with so Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. and uh, everybody. Like, that was like a romance. That was like a black romantic comedy that, at the time, nobody has ever seen. So, right. uh, it was a big deal for it to come out, and I think it flopped. Same thing with Malcolm X when it came out. Damn. Uh, yeah, I knew that about Malcolm X. Well, something X. that someone pointed out is a lot of the time <clears throat> we felt like that because we felt like we wouldn't have this chance again, so we got to exactly. support it so that we can, like, let them know they need to like, make hey, more of this support shit. this, yeah. Yeah. So, that was, that, was, that was my whole concern going in, but... Seeing the movie. So actually was, analyzing the film now. Yeah, okay. I'm going I'm, I'm to already go with this. <laughs> me and Eva kind of thought it was a feminist Oh, yeah, it sure is. Movie. It's a feminist film to it me. It has a lot of feminist, like, tones. Oh, absolutely. Like, to me, it was just, like, this whole thing was, like, this, ugh, whatever. Go in. I'll go in later. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> who is your favorite character? I don't have one. I do. I have several. Who, who was it? How do you say your name? Uh, Shuri? Shuri? Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. oh from the Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje, mm-hmm. like the leader, Z- the general. Z- Z- yeah, okay. she was my second favorite. She's 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 the incredible. Best. She's the best. She's amazing. Like, I always wonder what would be, like, if Kill Bill was a black woman, it would be her. Yeah. Because, like, that scene when she was on top of that car. Bruh. Whoo. She's a badass. She said, hold on. Oh, man. She's she, like, guns are so primitive. I know. Right? I was like, yes. They were just sitting there in the car like, these, I can't, no. You can say whatever you want to. This is free speech. Oh, it's free speech? Yes. All right. Have you heard how many times I cuss on this show? I cuss a lot. So get ready for that ding. Oh. <laughs> so whoa. That was whoa. <laughs> get ready for, get ready for that ding, bro. Ew. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back I'm to Black Panther. <laughs> Oh, no. No. Okay, no. I just like how dense the movie was. Like, it wasn't just a superhero film. Like, there were layers. Like, it was so so political. Absolutely. There's so many layers. When, um, oh, what's his name? Who? Which one? Michael B. Jordan. What's his name? Killmonger. 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 At the end, when he was like, just kill me, like, my ancestors, like, jumped off. Ooh, I hope y'all are not listening still if you haven't watched one. If you haven't seen it, like whatever. But oh, no, like, but there there is so many lines like that. Like yeah. that, literally. I one of my favorite things was like I've never cared for a villain in my life until this motherfucker. And usually like, they're just you, like, I want to take over the world, right? Like but, yes, like, but this guy, you were like, oh, I r- understand. I, I relate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like you, you're not mad at what he's saying, and he's funny, and guess what? He's fucking beautiful too. So like, <laughs> that doesn't hurt. It does not hurt to side with. This guy. Hey, oh, throughout the whole thing, he has a. Mm. 
All right, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Everybody's wish... beautiful in that film. Every Everybody. single person in that movie. When Lupita came uh, out during that, that dress. Scene, oh, uh, me and Rafa oh, both oh, were like, ooh, and her hair Christ. and the contrast with the dress. She looked amazing. Right. There's a, a video with Ryan Coogler like going through the like. The, the breakdown of that scene. The breakdown of the that casino? scene. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And yes. how their outfits and, like, the colors and everything correlated to, like, the Pan-African flag, the red, wow. black, and green. Yeah. She's like, wearing the green. Panther, He's brilliant. Black, brilliant. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, what was I about to say? Uh, the, the movie itself was basically, like, a commentary. Because going in, I was thinking, like, oh, it's going to talk about, like, how the black struggle is with white America. And it kind of does. But for the most part, it's, like, how black people struggle with themselves at the same time. So mm-hmm. you have African people and you have African Americans. So you see both struggles in the movie in some way, form, or fashion. Right. I mean, it, it won't, it's not going to like solve everything because it's, it's a Marvel movie, number mm-hmm. one. But like it brings up those type of things. Lots of valid points and lots a of lot different of things that are maybe <coughs> unspoken about but yeah. felt. One criticism yeah. I did hear though was people were wanting it to be, like, strictly black, like, not involving any white people. That's where I was, like, going to have a question, but I didn't read the comics. Tana Hasi Coates, he was on the podcast, <clears throat> and he mentioned, because he co-wrote... Um, the recent ones. Yeah, the recent ones. The ones with, I can't uh, find. Roxanne the comics yeah. I can't find. Sold out everywhere. <laughs> but he mentioned, he was, like, he said something about, like, that being the gravity of the film, because no matter where you go, like, whiteness has touched some part of, like, right. our culture, and so... Especially in globalization, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, Wakanda hadn't been colonized and that kind of thing, so it was, like, just mentioning, like, there is going to be that influence, like, no matter what. Wherever you go. I, I know what you're talking about, because I, I think understand the same Because at first, I was like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, why are there white people in this movie? But then I was like, okay, I kind of But I realistically speaking, if there weren't any, this movie would have gotten... You wouldn't have a movie, Yeah, honestly. you wouldn't True. have, because wouldn't people would have been like, fuck this, that's why they put the two characters on the poster, yeah. like, and it sucks that, like, I think now they'll feel more comfortable doing films like that where there are only two white people, but... But it was also very they, they, black at the same time. Oh, so. it was, it was beyond nice. black, yeah. and that's what made it so great, right? Yeah. Because when we did talk to these white characters, you had your villain and you had your guy that was like a nerdy geek dude, but I'm going to be an ally, but I'm also going to remind you I'm white. he was bad in the beginning. Yeah, and, he was, I mean, right. and he was pivotal to the story. Like, you know what I mean? In a, way, sense, that, in, yeah. in a way that makes you really, like, for me, it was like... That we, we needed him to do that. Like, that's what the story needed him for. So it creates this idea to me that he was he was a vital part of that story unfolding. And so, like, when I looked at it, I was like, man, how does this, like, you know, you're caught between what is good and what Wakanda represents and rooting for the so-called villain and how this pivotal character comes in and is basically shooting down people that are going out to help Mm-hmm. what the black struggle is outside of Wakanda. Yeah. So to me, it was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I mean, that's, look, I, honestly, I haven't felt <clears throat> this complex of a villain since, uh, what's his name from Indian Incredibles? Oh. No, Indian Incredibles. Incredibles! Oh, listen to me. No, 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 yeah. Listen to me. Because, like, what, what is his name? Bill, Bob? Billy? Whatever his name is? <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. It's been a I, I can't wait for the Incredibles 2, just to let y'all know. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> uh, so his whole thing, I mean, it's not a race thing, but his whole thing was, like, he... Grew up watching Mr. Incredible. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to be like him, so and he didn't have superpowers. So he grew up and built these machines and everything, so he could become like a superhero. And then 
Mr. Incredible basically turned him down. That's when he's like, oh, I can't, you know. He turned him down. He had some type of recluse. I can't think of that word. But he got upset, and he had, uh, so he built this robot to, like, take over the city or whatever. And then when the robot kind of, like, turned against him, uh, he kind of, kind of, like, saw the evil ways, the evilness that he saw. But, like, by the end, it was too late. He got sucked up in that airplane and died, <laughs> which was funny. I don't even Spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm like, wow, I the haven't seen it. The movie is, like, 15 years old. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, like, honestly, I see where everybody's coming from. Like, you know, Killmonger is probably one the best villain in the whole MCU that universe. I, yeah, I've never seen one. And like everybody that. wants to root for him. I can't root for a person who wants to take over and wants to. Like, I don't. Kill I think he just got power. Uh, power hungry. Yeah, I mean, oh, absolutely. Was but like, he literally killed all those people. That's why he had all those. Uh, right, on him. but he was also in war, so like, and he's also like on a mission to get to Wakanda. So and like, that's, that was his ultimate goal. Goal. Yeah. He got there. He's like, right. I, I want to help my people, so to take over, which I get where the anger is coming from, but at the same time, it's like. I low key felt him though. I was yeah, like, why yeah. aren't they sharing their that's, resources? That's, that's, the, that's why I love it so much. We have this conflict. And it's like, it's exactly. so. That's where the, that's for where it, it, it like really, that conflicting feeling really like almost keeps me up mm-hmm. when you when you take into account like you know the, the white characters and then this idea of the bubble of Wakanda and outside of that. And yes, like I rooted for Killmonger harder than anyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, what does that say for me when, like, you know, on on a, on a deeper scale where you're thinking, yeah, I was rooting for the villain, right? Um, no. Well, I mean, that speaks to like you know, uh, African American identity in the yeah. you know, because as a black person, you're thinking of it this way, but then a lot of times it is that diaspora of being from Africa being from America Mm -hmm. and then these are how our people suffer here these are how our people suffer over here and then trying to navigate both of those worlds and then what he says at the end before he dies is probably the most powerful line in the film you don't see that tattooed on everybody and it's just like holy shit but at the same time I kept thinking I rewatched it um, and so I was like I started thinking yesterday like because towards the end it becomes a battle of like masculinity almost and then you have your women that like are constantly kicking ass throughout the film but they essentially save the day and then you have your character that's like nah this is for my country this isn't Yo, for my love and that shit was like holy god <laughs> you kill me my love yeah. oh, I was like, yes I was like oh my. and there's just so many different complexities to just being in this fucking country just everything yeah. existing in this country in this realm and, and with oppression and with our country's lack of this oppression and so that's why those little jokes with you know about colonizers this and that are just so fucking funny because it's like but but when you think about it i thought it was so funny because the first time we were in the theater it was like a younger crowd and they were laughing very vocal and yesterday i saw a lot of like older white people and so obviously the the crowd was very different and so it's very fascinating to me because i obviously wouldn't originally like naturally think of that from a marvel film but in this setting our country our people and this is the one of the biggest openings in history and it's still going. The movies are still sold out at 9.05 p.m. on a Monday. <laughs> this is so legendary. This it's is iconic. so iconic. Like, and I've never felt like I've <clears throat> lived in something like this. And then there's, a, did you, I like re- just read earlier today that there was like a four-hour supercut. 
Yeah, 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 originally. That's why whenever what? that first came out, you don't yeah. remember when that first came out on Twitter was like, give it all to me, I don't care, I'll watch all four hours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. joked about Damn. that a few, like, months ago. Um, this, this movie could not come out uh, at a better time. Absolutely. Yeah, we needed it. Yeah, because we needed because we're, because we're forced to face our truths, whether it be a fucking superhero movie or not. Yeah, in a, in a world where black people, people of color, are being uh, on screens all day, every day, for horrible reasons, and... Mm-hmm. In the most uncomfortable circumstances, like this is like the it's beautiful greatest thing to happen. Yeah. And at first, you know, back to like what I said about how uh, you know the hype about the movie and everything else. It's like at the same time, it was gonna make money anyway. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a it's still Marvel, a Marvel film. It's a Marvel Disney movie. Yeah. It's gonna make money either way. But the turnout, oh, the turnout for this movie is still boggling my mind. Mm-hmm. Still, it was, really? at this point, yeah, honestly, it has because it's. It's the second weekend round. Yeah, it's surpassed four hundred. It's going million on the third now. Four hundred million worldwide. I thought it was at seven hundred million now, now. Is the, what the I last time what I, saw, I heard. The last time I saw it was four hundred. Did y'all hear about that little city in uh, Wisconsin called Wakanda, but it's Aww, spelled differently? No, really? I hadn't heard about. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. They said they keep getting different calls, and they're like, "What's this?" That about? is hilarious. Yeah. No, I hadn't heard that. But but really, <laughs> white town, so I don't know. Props to <laughs> props to Ryan Coogler and the whole team, and they're really everybody in this movie is good looking. Everything is amazing, <laughs> and everyone is like not light skin. Like yeah, everyone not, is like. <laughs> Yeah, there's no no light skin. I think that's beautiful. It is all natural hair, like little no things like that. <clears throat> little things like that are so important. Yeah, like no hot comb on set. Like uh, uh, Lupita with her uh, twist ends. Like mm-hmm. that, and Cherie's hair changed every scene. Every scene. Like, <laughs> come on! Damn, she's like using technology on her hair. No, it's the next Disney princess. We need that. Oh no, my god. She was amazing. Yeah, we need that mixtape. She, oh, y'all she really does have girl? bars, though. Yo. Even with her little accent, because I don't normally like British like rappers. But. Yeah, British women taught me also. Ooh. I said Ooh. British rappers. We're so rap. <laughs> Damn. Anyways, <laughs> I... Um, yeah, but it's so blatantly political, so beautiful. It really is, like, to me, it's a feminist film because black women save the day, again. Um, and, and in the film. In absolutely yeah. every single part of the mm-hmm. film, nothing would happen without a woman, whether it be a healer, the mother, and the mothers in the film, whether warrior. it be a fighter, a yeah. warrior, whether it be a technologically, like, advanced-ass bitch or whatever. <laughs> they are literally so powerful and and it's just like such a testimony so so to me it sucks that like we have even have to say it's a feminist film just because women are actually being doing the badass people, shit that they yeah. that they do in real life and they're getting credit for it in this way but it's it's, it's that's what perfect. i liked about their romance t'challa and lupita's character mm-hmm. nakia Nakia? Yeah. Nakia. Yeah, it wasn't like one of those cheesy, like, you know how every film has to have like a romance component? Like, right. she was still like doing her shit. She was like, I got work like, to I do. like, I care about so. my shit, but I also love you, I guess. And yeah, I was like, like I care. Like, yes. I fucks with you. I like that. She didn't just compromise. It wasn't just all about that. No, absolutely. Yeah, I thought that was dope. Also, I like that they didn't sexualize the black women in it. In this movie, yes, like to a creepy extent. Shout out to Ryan Coogler. Yeah, right. they were just their beautiful selves. They're, like they're just beautiful yeah. by themselves. Like it's crazy. I, yeah. And there was this rumor I heard. I, yeah, I do remember this. Like it's kind of crazy. Like Ava DuVernay was up first to direct the movie. 
Well, that her and Wrinkle were no. Ryan's was first, I think, and then Wrinkle came. Well, we were saying she was supposed to direct she was supposed it, to and then first oh, I never heard Ryan. that. That's what I was saying the other yeah. day. She was supposed to direct oh, it. Oh no, I never heard that. So a lot like, of us were thinking, like, what would that movie be like if she did it? I mean, but she, but they were working across from yeah. each other in the editing lab exactly. at yeah. Disney. So well, I think somebody mentioned something the other day, like, I wonder if she gave input. I was like, absolutely, she gave input. Not. Do you I mean, fucking know Ava DuVernay? And if yeah. you're sitting next to her, she's just like a poet while speaking. Like, she is art in words, oh, and she has so much power to her. So I was like, oh, absolutely. She has every every thought process. And especially Ryan Coogler's a younger guy, so I'm sure he was, yeah, he you know, yeah. kind of hoping she for that She should do feedback. a Sherry movie. Oh, oh my God. Mm. That would be amazing. We obviously can keep going about Black Panther. There's so much we didn't dissect, but that's how... It's not even just a great superhero film. It's political. It's powerful. It's funny. It's great. It's, v- it's visually lady. beautiful. It's just everything is great. So go watch Black Panther if you haven't already. I'm sorry. We it literally spoiled the entire film. Um, <laughs> but you should definitely, um, hopefully you've watched it and enjoyed it like we did. Thank you. Again. Thank you, Joe, for joining us. Do you want to share where they can find you or follow you? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Texrican. That's T-E-X-F-R-I-C-A-N Text American American on Instagram <laughs> Yay Twitter won't let me And you still don't time. You still don't want to share with us Where that name came from <coughs> Since Ari wanted to know uh, I got drunk one day And I thought of it That's okay. pretty much it <laughs> That's plain It's a good story Alright follow, follow CYC And follow Phenomenal Cast Yay Because yeah. I produce those two Yay And then Ari has been on the show A couple times And I don't know if you all remember, we briefly did a segment um, called Cool Black People You Should Know, and we are doing it again with our dear friend Ari, so take it away. Yeah, um, in light of talking about Black Panther, I just wanted to mention Roxanne Gay. Woo! Yes. Yeah. She's, a, she's a really dope writer, author. She's probably best known, I would say, for Bad Feminist, which is a collection of essays. Um, she has a really interesting take on what it means to be a feminist and just being yourself and having these ideals but she also had a huge part in Black Panther the comic she wrote mm-hmm. she co-wrote with uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates so I just wanted to shout her out and I thought it was interesting that she wasn't invited to the premiere yeah, even weird. though she did have such a big part in the I was wondering if any of, of the writers were invited though Tallahassee Tom Hussey oh. went with his uh, booth. But, like, there were several wife. other writers besides the two of them. So I was just like, is it just because she's not as big as him? And I was wondering she's a, And he's a male and just has more of that power? Or is it just because they don't give a fuck? Probably a little of everything. But I also, I mean, when I saw her on Twitter talking about it, she seemed, you know, kind of no, bothered. No, she was absolutely so sad. I no. felt sad. She I did, too. Yeah. Um, but I think she's worth mentioning. She's super dope. I'm pretty sure we've mentioned her before because I fucking love the shit out of her. And Probably. she's a fat woman and she's proud of it and she will tell you off and those are rare and she is a woman of color and she's a daughter of immigrants so when I read her fucking book I was shooketh because it's rare that I find someone with a lot of the same exact um, backgrounds as me so definitely check out Roxanne Gay she also has Hunger that came out uh, last year and then Difficult Women that came out last year she published two books last year and the fucking comics so she's an all around badass Mm -hmm. and you should definitely check her out and you have somebody else for us All yeah right. hannah beachler i hope i'm pronouncing her name right she did production design for uh black panther Ooh. she also did lemonade and creed girl 
Girl, yes, she's got credits. Yeah. Boy. Yeah, and Moonlight and Fruitvale Station. So she's Shut just up. amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hannah Beachler. Beachler. And she did design. Yeah. That's amazing. Design. Yeah, she's super talented. So nice. I like another, that's another great aspect of Black Panther. Like a lot of the cast and crew, I mean cast obviously, but the crew was like. Also black. Black and like PC. <clears throat> so that was dope. Yeah. Amazing. Very cool. Well, thank you, Ari, for sharing with us. Cool black people, you should know. <laughs> thank you both for being with us, Ari. I think they know to follow you at Candy Paint with two A's. Let me do that. Candy, yeah. Thank you, both of you, for joining us. Now I wanted to discuss, I know when we did, like, the mental health episode, we discussed a little bit about our mental health and now we're doing Viva la Mujer, so I wanted to discuss a little bit about my personal experience with womanhood and feminism, and I, I guess I'll give my little testimony or whatever. Uh, I invite my dear friend, who y'all should know by now is my best friend, Ari, to speak if she feels like it, because she's known me for five years now, and she kind of witnessed this whole, um, this whole, like, journey, journey of, of myself and my feminism and my womanhood. And my mujerista. So uh, I, I also invite Lu my my dear co-host to maybe chime in later on because I, I do like also getting <coughs> I like talking about these topics with you. Cool. Let's see. How do I get started with this topic? I guess I should discuss uh Something I always come across, which is just people misunderstanding what the word feminism means. What do you think it is, Rafita? That's a, uh, a terrible way to put me on the spot. I'm so sorry. I thought this segment was your segment. It is mine, but you I just wanted to start this way. I'm very upset. Why should, why should I start this? I'm not saying, like, oh, you're a man, have the power. I'm <clears> saying <throat> I just need your help real quick. Okay. Let me go to Google to define you can Google it. feminism. Just oh. say what you feel. I am. Well, I'm going to say what I feel based on the what? advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. I don't know that I agree with that. So then what do you think? Um, I don't know. I think it's, it's it, mine's been formulated by, so like my mother's my hero and you know this. And so to me, why are you looking at me like that? Because I do know this. <laughs> yeah. And so my, I look up to my mother so much and I love my father my father's a great role model my parents are my literal heroes but um, I over the years over the course of my life I've spent more time with my mother for you know circumstances that that you know I chose to participate in I you know I I, we'll get I worked as a later. professional actor and so sometimes when I would do stuff I'd have to travel with a, a guardian so my mom was the one that was the most available so yeah, so I looked at her as a, like, a really strong role model. And so to me, like, she is the embodiment of feminism. And so someone who, who navigates, who was able to navigate through so many different obstacles and, you know, so many roadblocks and move past it to really let the world know that regardless of what a preconceived notion of what someone's role is supposed to be, 
in a, in a machista society, mm. in a more liberal-seeming society, or in a place where you are the newcomer, or where you're sub like it's understood that you're going to be treated like less of a human being. Um, she didn't stand for that shit. Right. So it's maybe not that you don't agree with that definition, but maybe that that's not how you see it. Right. Yeah, it's not that, yeah. So but not that I don't agree with it, it's just that to me it means something different. And so when I think feminism, I think my mother. Right. And I think all of the different layers that make up who my mother is, what she's been, what she's done, and what she's accomplished, um, and, and kind of scaled to a, scaled past the idea of what, you know, what, what makes a person a person. I am guilty of it too. What I'm saying about <clears throat> feminism is that when you first hear this thing, it has a biased background because so many people naturally think it means believing women are better than men or that it's like crazy lesbians in a forest or if it's people that don't shave their arms or legs trying to get rights or whatever. People it's all these men. people who hate men. That's what people think of feminism as. Yeah, I never came from... Yeah, I'm, I, I get what you mean, but yeah. That's the like, general consensus that. of, like, what is feminism? Because people don't discuss feminism. I never heard the word feminism in my fucking household as a child. I mean, like... I mean, me, I come from the same background, because, like, my dad... I mean, he was around, but, like, I'm mostly raised by women all the time. My mom and my grandma raised me. And they didn't say the word feminism, but... They always talk They about lived it. it. Yeah, they was living it, and they tell me about, like, how women were treated, especially black women and stuff like that. So, I, like, when feminine, the word feminism came out, I didn't know what to think. Right. I was thinking, hey, women should have equal rights. And then, sure enough, that's what it's meant. Well, we have the two rare perfect men in the yeah. room. Yeah. No, no. No, but what I'm saying is, is that, like, Hit that's great that y'all had that, that had that background but even most men who have a similar background do not understand that feminism is not thinking that men are complete garbage do i joke about that absolutely because i can but that is not what feminism is no, and right. so that's why i want to explain to our listeners what my feminism is which can also be considered womanism because feminism also has a very white cis fucking background because that's what it started as and that is not what my feminism is so yeah. correct so i I grew up in a single mother household. I have three older sisters. The only people I've known my whole fucking life are women. They are everything to me. They are everything that raised me and taught me who to be. So for me, it was not a fucking question of women being less or more than. I did not have a lot of male influences in my life. So for me, it was just what it was. So when I got to college and I started reflecting and learning these terms, I was like, oh shit, I've been mad feminist my whole life and I didn't even know it because I literally, we grew up mowing our lawns. We grew up doing our trash. We grew up paying the bills. We didn't have that background or even that question. Um, but so often... With just being a woman, especially a woman of color in America, it's so ingrained in you to be counter women. So like when I was first kind of young and my sister Susie pointed out to me that last episode, she was like, you were girly when you were a kid. I was girly for a certain point, And then as soon as I like had my own opinion and started shaping myself, I made myself be really tough and tomboyish because I wanted to be cool with guys. 
And that to me is a testimony of the patriarchy because I wanted to be the cool girl. I wanted to be liked by boys. So I got into trucks. I got into sports. I got into video games and I got into these different things because I did like them. It wasn't just for boys, but because I was so ashamed of being woman. I was afraid of girly colors. I was afraid of dancing and all these things that I actually liked. Um, so I discuss these things because I know other people have similar experiences. But so often as a young girl, you're shamed. You're shamed if you're, you like girly things and you're shamed if you like boy things. You have to fit one or two of these binaries. You cannot be all of them. And so it's just incredibly exhausting and you don't know that it's happening because you're just in And your it. parents say things like, well, it's different because you're a girl. Right. And, and, then you, and you naturally see all these different tougher things that are constricted, basically, for you as as a girl and that's because I was in in an all-woman household but if you're also raised really Catholic that means you're going to be repressing your sexuality that means you're not going to discuss sex or anything around those topics Uh, you're going to be shamed for your period Um, you're just you don't even know a lot of these things about yourself and you're just really closed off and you're taught to be humble and quiet and not be too loud and don't wear anything too low and be careful because you're supposed to be everything and nothing at once and so basically for me it was like once I got to college and I remember a, a friend of mine was like oh, what kind of feminist are you? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And I was like, I don't think I am. Because to me, I was thinking the hardcore, you know, man-hating type. Because Freshman year, I didn't identify as feminist. Same. Yeah. And so I was just like, what? And then they were like, everything about you is feminist. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so I was literally just like, uh... I don't know. And so then they were like, I think you're this wave. And I was like, what the fuck? I sure. Okay. And I was like, I kind of had to ask like, what is that? Cause I really didn't know. And at that point I was like 18. And so then I started taking classes after that. I took like a Chicano literature course, which then I had a really badass feminist professor and all these different things kept clicking I started taking all these cultural criticism classes and gender studies classes and I was just like holy fucking shit my whole life I've been what would be considered a quote-unquote feminist and I didn't know I was living this life because my whole life I've just been in it which is not and you have your mom as an example which a lot of us women of color have that right and just uh, I think people of color in general we have Mm -hmm. this thing because we are so often in these oppressive systems and we're just living it that we don't even notice that that's what the norm is but then at the same time our parents are in this you know white hetero patriarchal society and they're being held down so then they have to assimilate to a certain degree and then we just keep going and going and going and so finally I, I started understanding feminism I started understanding womanism I started understanding all the systems that held women down as opposed to uplifting them and it was just crazy to me that I was like we are literally the creators of humans of existence and we are still being held down and we are still not treated equally but that's and why we can't even claim this exactly yeah. but I didn't know that then yeah. and most people don't realize that because instead of uplifting women and letting them wear whatever the fuck they want and doing whatever the fuck they want we constantly put them down And so 
It's been a really interesting journey, but I, I, I was reflecting with Ari a few days ago even where I was just like, I really think feminism has changed my life and saved my life. And I say that about a lot of things because they're true, but feminism has done it in a way where it has allowed me to value myself and to love myself like nothing else has. And that's why I say it helped me save myself because if you if you study feminism at all, if you read women of color writers and see that your story is not the first and that you are not alone in the struggle, it makes you feel that much more valued and understood in a really dark world. Um, so feminism is just so powerful to me. Um, and I say feminism and womanism because womanism was created by women of color because feminism, again, has those mostly white um, roots. roots. <laughs> yes. Um, and feminism benefits them. And that's, I mean, because when you have, like, people will be like, feminism, the suffragettes. And I'm like, that was for white women. Women of color still didn't get the fucking right to vote until so many years later. The same thing with the equal pay. They're like, wow the glass ceiling is shattered and my favorite tweet was like a brown janitor's cleaning the fucking glass ceiling bitch bye so you have to think of these things right you can still support these things but understand that there's no intersectionality in the in the word feminism itself and that's why a lot of the most powerful women i know do not use that term i think it can be a reclaiming now because it is something different and powerful and that's why to me when beyonce uh, included the quote in her song I was like so moved because I was like this legendary artist is including this powerful movement and I think it's it's a uh, I'm, I'm I was glad to be alive in that time essentially um, but I hope that helps you understand feminism a little bit better I I had several discussions um <coughs> I know one of our friends uh, asked me, like, how is it when you were in a relationship and, and a man mm. and you're constant, constantly saying men are trash? And I was like, well, it's got it through. It, it, I mean, and it can be Have difficult for people if they're not understanding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because you can still say the patriarchal society because it's not benefiting men a lot of times too that's it's why we have right. hyper violence and we get these shootings because all they allow you to be is emotionless creatures that like to shoot things that's and that's not solving anything no, it's, really it's not. not and and we even you know as women raising men we we want them to be emotionless and stuff like that and to me it's like nah like let humans exist as they exist and and feel what they want to feel and be who they want to be um and, and that to me is why feminism is so important because it's not you know a witch hunt or whatever against anybody it's really just helping these people it's a movement of lifting these people and reminding them of their power to feel as equals it's literally just a fight for equality that's all that's all the word means it does not mean anything else any of your prior things if you get embarrassed or shamed or annoyed when someone calls you out for being crappy spoiler alert stop being crappy it's not that difficult a concept and it's hard we're all we've all got these issues we all grew up in this system there's still times i think of problematic shit and i talked with ari about that the other day too where i was like oh my god i, I thought this problematic thought the other day you're like a am i okay like, and she yes. was like yes and i was like okay but that's the thing it's the unlearning of these things because i did still grow up in the same society we did or a man did or whatever so a lot of these thoughts still run through our mind but my womanhood is is everything to me 
and I'm grateful to finally be in a place where I'm able to embrace wearing makeup and you know whatever basketball shorts or whatever the hell you want to do wearing whatever you want to want to do being who you want to do being who you want to be doing who you want to do literally that's the beauty of of feminism Yes, Rafa. What no, no, you got? I was going to say that's not a ding because if you're knowingly saying it, it's not a ding. Oh, boo. Anyways, that's my uh, my quick testimony to it. I think it, it, it does get super complicated and there's so many more layers to it, but I. It's just a lot. The power of women is everything. And that's why they try to keep us down because they know it. They do. So uplift the women in your life, support the women in your life, trans women, femmes, everybody. Don't, if, if you're not uplifting women, you're bringing them down, in my opinion, because you're just succumbing to what the system has already um, provided. And it does get more difficult with different cultural backgrounds and stuff like that. And then that connects again to a lot of times religion and how we're supposed to just be the baby holders and meek at home and your legs are closed forever and da 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 da. And that's your like. your husband wants a baby. Right. And so that's <laughs> the joy of like a more. I don't know what what wave or whatever we're at with feminism but like a lot of people a lot of feminists end up butting heads because they're like no she's dressing too sexy and this and that and and i'm okay with the generation i'm in because you're allowed to be i think we have to catch ourselves in general we do even as quote-unquote feminists still judge other oh absolutely feminists yeah so that's also where it gets tricky honestly just be be nice to people there you go that's the end of the Colores Radio. Be nice to people. Um, but yeah, there's my my hopefully not too long attempt at at discussing feminism and womanhood. Rafa, how do you feel after that? I'm not I'm not making it about you again, but you're putting me on the spot again, Emma. Stop it. Well, that's no. when I need your feedback. You got no, I mean, okay. no, I I I, <laughs> I I agree that it's a very complex and complicated. And those are two separate words, and I say them for a reason, uh, issue. Uh, And we could talk for hours and hours and hours about all of the different layers um, in in regards to feminism and, uh, you know, from my perspective. But um, I agree with with the majority of what you said in terms of, like, you know, uplifting women and, and understanding what feminism means and... You know, ultimately what it means, I think at the root of it, 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 it meant to me what it means to you. Mm-hmm. And obviously we were in different situations, but um, really going past the point of me understanding, like, my identity and, like, the role of feminism and masculinity in my life and, you know, the cultural, religious, societal, uh, growing up in the parts of the city that I grew up in and then everything else that was a, an influence on that that point of view that was formulated over the years um by no means is it a is it a cut and dry binary kind of issue but um i think at the end of the day when you can just sit there and look at things and be like yo this this doesn't have to be that way just because you've been taught to or because you've been conditioned to think that this is the role responsibility of of what's been attributed to something that shouldn't be that way right i think you first had to identify like what the opposite of feminism is and like what women's oppression looks like because you won't if well, you fem- tell it, man, I mean feminism exists Fe- the reason feminism exists is because of the need for 
for its existence. So that alone, that realization alone, you know, goes to, to the point that you're making. All right. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I, yeah, I just appreciate your feedback because I know as a, a, a Latino man um, in a machista society still, it's very rare that you find Latino men who are willing to even testify to that. Um, and they'll say, I love my mom. And then they'll still, like, treat women like shit constantly or yeah. abuse us or harass us or manipulate us. And so it's just really interesting. Um, and then, again, we, we live in the society where it, it, it has made even our beautiful mothers also be so mean and critical of other women instead of supportive. And so that's where it's just, like, it's rare. And I know I've heard people say, like, wow, you and Rafa really get along. That's really cool. And I think it's because of that, because... Not that I'm, like, trying to praise you or anything like that, oh, but it's cool, just, cool. like, cool. literally, cool. literally, it's whenever... All, I mean, it's all good. Go ahead. No, whenever you're just treating each other as equals, it shows. Yeah. But it's so fucking rare in our culture that, like, we, we look like an epiphany because we're two heterosexual people that are nice to each other and get along and want to support each other. And, and that's so sad to me. But, again, it's just a testimony to where we are and where we need to be. Yeah. Um, so, hopefully... You all understand that and maybe aren't so mean to the women in your life, including your family members and the people you date, especially because it's hard out here. (laughs) Anyways, that'll wrap it up for our um, discussion on that. Be sure and come to our art show because there's a lot of really powerful pieces and work and this is just my feminism right my my experience and everybody's is so different and we need to support all the women in our life so yay all right so now it is officially time for self-care corner i love how rafa's <laughs> little face perks up if i ever make him mad i'm just gonna say that and hope it, hope it fixes every issue um i am going to pass my self-care corner i do this occasionally when i want to get feedback from more people besides myself so if any of our dear friends in the room would like to share a brief self-care corner now is your time Honestly, (laughs) I think self-care isn't totally physical. I know that, like, on the Internet and in today's culture, it's all about, like, you know, go to a spa and, like, whatever. But honestly, like, taking care of my hair is, like, self-care. Like, Mm. I love doing a nice hair mask, you know, tangling it, loving it. Do a mask. Do it with fresh ingredients, like a banana, Mm -hmm. honey, you know. Those are good. Yogurt. Yogurt. Mm -hmm. I'm into it. Yeah. That's a good one. You got something, Joe? Um, take care of your beard if you have a beard. Um, and if you of, don't have a beard, have take a beard, care of your take chin. Take care of your chin, take care of your face. Your fingernails. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, fingernails, fingernails. And your fucking toes, you nasty And your toes, mofos. Uh, I can tell you, like, back in the day in the military, I was in the Air Force, I used to wear boots all the time. And that was, like, the first time I experienced, like, Bad toes. I'm scared. <laughs> this is the opposite of self care for me. Now no, we're talking no, no, about feet. No, obviously, because like, but after that, like I I'm remember, scared. like with uh, what's his name, the one that passed away, the comedian, uh, Bernie Charlie Mac. Murphy. Oh, oh Bernie oh, Mac. God, rip. <laughs> yeah, rip both. <laughs> Bernie Mac always talked about like I used to, I have pedicures all the time, and I was like I should do that too, and you know I had money just because I'm in the military. Like I'm gonna do it. 
it was great, and now I'm, a, I'm obsessed with it. Like, oh, yay. We should all go get our nails done together. That would be so cute. Get the money, yeah. Getting your nails uh, done is self-care, though, for real. Honestly, it is. And then you feel better. You can walk lighter. <laughs> that bunny in your head. Oh, no, baby. You bad. have gone too it's far. Gone. I mean, you I just threw up on the microphone. You went down the edge, but that's because you had a bunny. So it's gone. No, you have ruined my self-care corner. I'm going to have to bring the priest in and I'm bless it. I'm disgusted. I don't have bad feet. <laughs> <laughs> Rafa, Pat, any self-care? <clears throat> Sleep. Mm, I feel that. I need to do that. I've been feeling anxious lately, and that's why. Yeah, I don't do enough of it. And I don't I get enough of it. Okay, Jay. <laughs> oh, is it? No. No, that, no it's Jay. I, I did the grunt. Uh-oh, Pat's got something. My, my self-care, okay, so this is going to be really cheesy because I've brought up Spike before, but lately I've been taking care of plants. I'm talking about oh, my cat's on Okay. <laughs> see, Spike to me means a dildo again, and yeah. I was like, okay, Pat, every mom, time I see cactus, I think of that now, especially the phallic ones. Same. The really phallic <laughs> oh, ones I think of Pat, too. Because I just I got did one. get those, like, dildo cacti leaks for a while because people can't think Patricia. I'm my so nephew sorry, might children. listen. Okay, sorry. But anyways, where I was <laughs> going, where I was going before we got really off the topic was that I have been um, trying to pay more attention to plants and stuff around me. And I've been learning more about gardening. I find that to be really relaxing. I'm in charge of the plants at work, and I'm getting really happy because all the flowers are starting to bloom. And I and I like to pick low keys because I've been paying attention to them and giving some love. Cleaning those cleaning those leaves with a little wet towel. Like I don't know, it's kind of relaxing for me to like. <laughs> Garden. So yeah, there you go. Thank you, Pat. That's actually really cute. Like, and then plants uh, really look to plants for healing stuff. Uh, I've been kind of working with no, (laughs) because I've been working with the the uh, diffuser that you got me, and that thing is dope. Do you really love it? I do. I do like it. And so I've been looking at more plants to kind of help me, like sleep and uh, among other stuff to kind of help in case I'm fighting like like yeah. Like I was watching Contagion again, and I didn't want to like get sick. And so thank you. He's never dropping the joke. What do you What do you mean? I was okay, watching. Okay, Contagion, a, go on. I was watching this film Contagion about this outbreak, and yeah, I was like, I don't want to get sick, and so um, yeah, so surrounding myself with natural stuff, but plants, and then the diffuser, and all kinds of other things. Don't I'm, I'm really trying to. Right. All of these are yeah, great forms of self care. I personally plug went into Pink Petty Salon, which is a great all natural nail salon. You should check it out in Dallas. And it was really great. And it looked lit. It was. It's pretty lit. Watch it's definitely a little like pricey, but I like Bernie, it. Bernie, Bernie Mac. Mm, yeah, yeah, they do. So that will be our self care corner. Now it is time for the Brown Business of the Week. I had been hearing about this place probably for almost maybe two years. It's been a long time. I've heard a lot about it. And I finally had the chance to go, and it was amazing. I thought it was going to be overrated, overhyped. I was like, whatever, it's not going to be that good. And I walked in there, and I was in awe. Like, I was so shocked. Um, El Palote, which is vegan Mexican food, and panaderia in Pleasant Grove. Shout out. It's located at 2537 South Buckner Boulevard. It was so fucking delicious. I'm, like, not even playing. 
I had some tacos and they tasted like real meat and I was confused and I was like this ain't soy this tastes really good and I had seen the videos right oh they do it all honey yeah it's it was just so good it was like Oh, and apparently the owner like had a heart attack, and so that's why he started making all the Mexican food vegan so that it was healthier. And they opened this restaurant, and it's amazing. It was a full house. It was there was a line constantly, and it was so good. It really surprised me. I think ugh, I'm ready to go back. Let's like it go. was that good. I'm down. Like it was so damn good. So our brown business of the week is Palote in Pleasant Grove. If you haven't gone, please check it out. It is worth all the hype it gets. And I can't wait to go back. So yay. Now we have our upcoming De Coco events. Rafa, will you help me out? Yes. Viva la Mujer Art Show coming up March 9th at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center, 7 p.m. It's a pop-up art show. Yes. Um, yeah, and so we'll have a reception. We'll have, you know, the artists will be in attendance. We'll have some drinks. We'll have some music playing. And, um, yeah, it'll be really cool. And it's after my birthday, so you should come hug me. So it'll be <laughs> extra lit. Come say feliz quince años to our own Eva Arreguin. I'm officially 15. Yeah. Quinceañera. We got some cadetes coming through doing a little Bruh, number. don't do me like that. I'll don't be like in start. heaven. I'm just like, saying. <laughs> Yeah, over there. They do that dance. They've got their swords. Swords and everything. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Then we have... 214 Selena. Woo! It's officially Selena season. Selena season. We... Ooh, it's my favorite time of year. I actually low-key want to show y'all the very first podcast I ever made. O.M. Gato. It was... It was about my girl Ooh, it was, was it? and I made it in college and I was like that's the first time oh I God, made a I podcast that. yeah and I was like who else would I do it about what the fuck and so Aww. I did it about Selena so maybe if y'all want to hear it I will share with y'all it was like maybe three or four minutes and you of knew course, about Selena back then yeah you know my uh old young ass I'm, I'm just, just saying, because she was on this show. I don't know if you heard of it. It was called the Johnny Canales Show, and I don't think you would have seen it, but. <laughs> this is a jab at Pat, because she acts like I don't know anything. Um, anyways, duh, Johnny Canales. So, Selena season is coming up. We will have the 214 Selena event, which will consist of a Selena screening at the Texas Theater. Yes, that'll be Friday, March 30th at 7 p.m., and then we're starting the Selena Art Show at 8 p.m., but people were asking if I go to the screening at 7 p.m., and I, am I going to miss the art show? And the answer is no. You won't. It will still be around yes, after. So you can walk over with all of us Pop, on the street. going to jump away. Uh, it'll be across the street at Top Ten Records. Starts at 8 p.m. We're going to go to at least midnight. We'll have uh, some of the faded DJs. I, uh, yeah, and Will You Be My Friend will be there. Hey. Um, we'll have some drinks. Yes. And uh, some artwork. We've gotten a lot of great submissions. Uh, we still have some time left for people that want to submit. Um, we'll take your artwork. Uh, we know. I know we have a lot of space over there at Top Ten Records. And uh, Barack and the good people at Top Ten Records have given us, like, full, like they've said, do what you want. Because, you know, what you want. Oak what Cliff you want is all about tomorrow. Selena. And that's, that's what Selena Weekend 214 Selena is all about. So um, that's Friday. 
We also have a really exciting interview that will be coming at that time that I will not reveal until it comes closer. I don't think y'all are ready for who we are bringing in for Selena season. So look forward to that. Then finally... Our one-year anniversary for The Colores Radio. We didn't talk about Saturday for the Selena weekend. Ah! <laughs> I got too excited. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so that was Friday, and then Saturday we have Selena Day at Country Burger, the Selena Shrine in Oak Cliff, yes. filled with Selena memorabilia and the special Selena hamburger. Right, ne- right by the Tom Thumb. Y'all know yeah. which one we're talking about Hampton, here in Hampton Oak Road. Cliff. Y'all know what it is. So we'll have vendors... Um, post it up. We'll have people selling uh, Selena stuff, Selena artwork, Selena merch. Um, and then we're doing the amazingly popular Selena lookalike slash talent contest. Um, that's always a big hit there at Country Burger. And then we'll have some DJs. I know a lot of the times uh, some DJs come through and guest, do a guest set. We've had No EG. We've had DJ Sober. The Fated DJs family always holds it down. Um, so that's during the day. I believe that's from 3 to 7 at Country Burger on Saturday, March 31st. And then we have the famous after party. Hey. Faded DJs. We have some special guests. And you're definitely going to want to be there for that. That will be at Club Dada in Deep Ellum from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. That one is 21 and up only. Don't bring your kids. <laughs> but so bring yeah. yourselves. Dejen los niños con la niñera. Like, hey, babysitter. Like, pick los kids. And I got to Oh, my God. It's a it's a wild weekend. It's a lot of fun. We celebrate Selena all month and beyond because it's her birthday afterwards, too. So it'll be a fun, fun time. Then now I can finally go back. Oh, wait. No, you forgot the... Don't do that. (laughs) The one-year anniversary event for The Colores Radio where we are bringing in the one, the only, Shay Serrano. Look at you. You're hired, Joe. Um, We are really excited to be bringing... Oh, my God. I'm tired of (laughs) y'all. We're really excited to be bringing in Shay Serrano for our one-year anniversary event at the Texas Theater. We will be interviewing him. I'm very excited to be asking him all the things I've wanted to ask him. And you can purchase your tickets at MarginWalkerPresents.com. So do that before they sell out. We want to see you there. I can't wait to meet all the people. We have people coming from out of town to meet us. Oh, measly us. Can you yeah. believe that? That's like crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Damn, that's now it is officially time for Who You Got with the Coco. Patricia, es tu tiempo. Okay, so my Who You Got is going to be uh, Tatiana Hazel. I've been listening to her a lot lately. She's only got a couple of singles out. Tell me what you want. Like, this is, like, I don't... Spice Girls? Mm. <laughs> okay. My bad. Just taking me back. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, she's got a couple singles out. Definitely recommend to listen to her. She apparently started off of YouTube. She released, like, her playing her music and stuff on there, and um, she came up on my Spotify, and I've been listening to her since. So, hopefully she releases <clears throat> some new stuff soon. Yeah. That's my Who You Got. That's a good Who You Got. I was. I thought you were gonna come back. I'm waiting for you to. 
Pat always blesses us with the best to you guys, including Luna Luna and the Bralettes, who held it down this past weekend at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. Um, my who you got? Saludos a mi gente de Piedras Negras, la tropa estrellas, cuidu papá con la cumbia. Are you for real? That's not my who you got. I was waiting to see how long you were gonna let me say that. I was gonna say something else, but didn't want to ding myself. Ding. Um, yeah. No, but that video is really funny. Um, when I saw it, I saw the big Piedras Negras letters behind them, and I was like, "What? Let me find out the people from Piedras holding it down." So that was really funny. Um, no, my uh, my who you got is uh, S O B R B E's album Gangin. Yeah. Yep. So they were on they were on the Black Panther soundtrack. So I'm sure you. Bitch, what I cash at? It's a cat. Isn't it so fun to do that? That's how I feel all the time. Is it really? Yes, it's horrible. Keep going. I was gonna say that's amazing. <laughs> anyway, S O B R B E dropped an album like a few days ago, Gangin. Um, yo, like the album is crazy, like it's high crazy. energy. Yeah, like it's so dope. It starts off just like just straight banging. Gangin is banging. Okay, yeah, it really, it really is. So yeah, I, I have to put my two cents on it. No, please do. And if you want to add more, go go for it. But some kids from from the Bay Area, uh, they linked up, got together. I like their story was like, hey, we used to play PS3 together, or PlayStation together, and then we linked up and started making some tracks and dropped some stuff. So it was really dope. Uh, the album's cool. It's a it's a big jolt of energy and and some good some good vibes. And so yeah, they were on the Black Panther soundtrack. Um, with uh, they did that track with good old. Uh, Mr. Mr. Lamar. Shouts to Emma. But yeah, S O B R B E gang and peep it, peep game. I got really distracted because I received a news alert about um, the Supreme Court ruling that immigrants, even those with permanent legal status, do not have the right to bond hearings effectively, meaning they can be held indefinitely. So we just said that the Supreme Court did something good and now I'm like, what the fuck? And everything is so draining. So, sorry, I know it's who you got. It's usually a fun segment, but I just didn't want to send something into the world acting like we didn't know what happened because it always happens while we're recording. Anyways, um, my who you got, I kind of still am listening to the Black Panther soundtrack because there's a lot of really great tracks on there and Rafa just said that. So I always like giving our guests, if they're still around, um, an option to share something they're listening to. Hmm, I'm looking right now. Mine is the Choppings Group the Thundercats album. Nice. That's a good one. Um, yeah, it's really good. Nice, yeah. nice. I really am listening to Scooby Doo Papa. If you're not listening, that original by DJ Cast and now the new Cumbia remix are what I'm actually listening to besides Black Panther. Joe? Okay. Um, my my who you got? Who you got is uh, the favorite? Who you got? Who you got? I just told off on what I do. Who you got? Who got? It's, shut up. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Damn. My who you got is the favorite blue. This is group. Uh, me and my friends discovered probably like a few weeks ago off of this podcast. Mm-hmm. That, uh, this podcast called Keep It. <laughs> is that Ira? Ira. Ira, Ira Madison. Glass. He's great. I said Ira Glass. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Ira Glass. Man. 
That's Iron not Iron Glass. The third, my bad. Iron Glass. Yeah. The third. Yeah. So the the least singer was on the podcast, and ever since then we discovered this the album. This album is really cool. It's called Blue Dream. Y'all should check it out. It's called Favorite Blue. That's D. Flavor, F-L-A-V-R, blue, regular blue. Y'all check them out. Nice. Thank you for sharing your who you got. I'm also looking forward to A Wrinkle in Time, which is coming out soon. And hopefully I will get to read the book before it comes out. Um, Oh, Bean. No, trust me. (laughs) Wait, what's coming out? Next week. But it's not that long. It's not that long. The book is not that long. I know, but I don't make time to read. We'll see. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do it. So (laughs) that that wraps it up here at The Colores Radio. Don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media. Subscribe and leave us a darn review. Ooh, that was a messy one. We'd love to keep growing, so please, please share with your family or friends and your uncle who drinks too much as well um is that dark-sided it, is. it doesn't have to be they're sometimes really well, nice personally uh, same i mean yeah. shit i'm triggered. so sorry everybody honestly same though but really ooh, that's a whole nother episode but really do leave us a review because i look at those things and i told you i look when i'm sad and i really do and like they have there hasn't been one lately so y'all keep rating us but not leaving reviews so i'm very grateful for the five stars because that means you like us but leave us a review so i know what we're doing well but this is now an ASMR podcast, and we'd really like for you to leave us a review. So, for real though, like write us some words. We want to know what you're thinking, and we love y'all, and we hope to keep making you proud. We let us know what your favorite part was. Tweet us or just hit us up. We love hearing from y'all. Buy your tickets to our one-year anniversary event at MarginWalkerPresents.com. Come to the art show on March 9th at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. Lots of cool artists involved. We could not go on without your support. Tell everyone you love to follow us at The Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin, Rafa at Exile on all social media, and Pat at Pat.Arreguin on Instagram. <laughs> Our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by El Dusty, which you can find on iTunes and everywhere. Our audio editor is Jason Ramirez, and we promise to keep growing and providing you with inter- entertaining content, and more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Thank you to our friends Joe and Ari for joining us. Contact us on social media or email us at thecoloriscollective at gmail.com. Thank you so much again for listening and join us again next time for The Colores Radio. The Colores Radio.